right. So I want to give you my seven. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, uh, uh, chapter number one. Now I want to read this today out of the NLT, and I want to start reading with verse one, Ephesians one. I want to read all the way to verse 14, because I want you to know, see how I switched over. Uh, two verses of scripture, uh, I want you to write down. I want to go to them today. And that I told you this morning, Israel was chosen by grace. We have a teaching on our podcast uh, on that. Israel was chosen by grace. We are saved by grace. All right, so you have to understand both is grace. But they were chosen before the foundation of the world. So you have to understand. So now God put us in that covenant because of the grace of God. That's the only way we can get in there. That's what the grace was to do. He saved us by grace. He put us in there by grace. All right, they was already chosen. They were God's elect. That tape you need to get because you really need to understand those two tapes. One of them is chosen by grace, and the other one is saved by grace. All right, now let's go to work. So uh, we're we going to give you our Ephesians chapter 1. I'm reading out the NLT. I hope that's not too complicated uh, for the person back there. But I want to... Uh, do this, Ephesians chapter number uh, 1. We're going to start with verse 1. And then we're going to read all the way down to verse number 14. Because I want to show you verse 13 and 14, how it switched over to us Gentiles. All right, remember the word of God was given to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles. So when you get there, let me know. Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse number 1. And then we're going to read that down to uh, verse number uh, 14. All right, here we go. It says, this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to, you, to God's holy people. See, it doesn't come to you first. Watch, what, watch this. It's going to come to your camera. I'm writing to God's holy people. I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Jesus Christ. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praises to God, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realm because we are united with Christ. Even before he, was the, even before he made the world, God loved us, chose us. Remember, we're talking about Israel all the way to chapter 12. God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is, this is what he wanted to do. It gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out upon us who belong to his dear son. Remember, to belong, belong to. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom. Remember, this is Israel. Remember, he, was, he, 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 he forgave our sin, but he purchased them, see? He is so rich and kind, uh, in his riches and kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son, the forgiveness of sins. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his marvelous plan regarding Christ a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, he would bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven, everything in earth. Remember, we in earth 
Uh, Israel been raised already from the dead. They are in heaven. They are the church of God in heaven. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance. Remember, this is Israel. Verse 11. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we, are, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance. Remember, they are the chosen one. They are the elect. He makes everything work out according to his plan. Verse 12. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now, you Gentiles, have also heard the truth, the gospel, the good news that God saved or have saved you. And when you believe in Christ, he identifies you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit who he promised long ago. The Spirit of God, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us, really he has, all things, the inheritance he promised. Now we know what he promised and that's eternal life. First John 2.25, he promised eternal life. That he has purchased us to be his own people, he did this so we would praise and glorify him. So let's thank God for his word for adding us to his covenant. Give the Lord a great big hand. See, see we, are, we, were, we were drafted into the, the, the wild olive tree. That's why Romans chapter 8, 9, 10, and 11, those chapters was to Israel. We were drafted in. Okay, they are the, the wild olive tree, but we were drafted into that tree. All right, that's why we share all the blessings and the benefits because of Christ, okay? All right, now what I want to show you is in Ephesians chapter 1 we just read. We're going to talk about the day sealed because we already talked about three words. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14 gave you two words that says after. After you heard, after you believed those two words, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now I gave you this morning, he did not say nothing else in there. So you can't add nothing because other stuff came out of this other dispensation. That's why you have people say you got to confess with your mouth. You got to believe all this here. No, he didn't. He said you got to hear and believe. We're going to read it one time out of the King James, then we're going to move on. All right. Now, my job is to continue to tell you because it's so easy for people to say it's the same thing. That's a, that they, we believe the same thing. No, you don't. All right. So don't you can't add anything. When God saved you by grace, it was without works. Confession is a work. Repent is a work. Be baptized is a work. All right, that's none of your salvation. So Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 13 says, In whom you also, out of the King James, we're going to put on the screen out of the King James, Ephesians 1, 13 in the King James Version. It says, In whom, in whom, remember, in Christ, you also trusted. In God, you also trusted. Okay, we're going to put it on the screen when you get that. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13. In whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Also, after, there's another after. After you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I want to make sure everybody see that. Just, just say amen if you see that. All right. Now, let's look at the, at the word after. It says, in whom also you trusted after you heard the gospel of your salvation, or you heard the gospel of truth, the gospel of your salvation. 
whom also after, there's two after, after you believe. So all you do it after you heard, after you believe, are we in agreement here? All right, now what happened if once you heard the gospel and believed the gospel, now what did God do? He sealed you with the Holy Spirit of promise. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit, it's because you haven't heard the gospel of Christ. You can say, well, I'm at church every Sunday. You haven't heard and you haven't believed. Because if you heard and believed, God gave you the Holy Spirit. All right, after you heard and after you believed, next verse 14 says, the Bible says, which is the honest of our inheritance. The Holy Ghost says what? The earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the personal possession unto the praise of his glory. So God gives you the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. After you heard the gospel, the word, the gospel of Christ preached. After you believe the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ. I gave you all of them in the first tape. I can't go back there. After you heard, after you believe, God gave you with the Holy Ghost. He sealed you with the Holy Ghost. That's what I like about it. He didn't just give it to you to do something with it. He sealed your soul. So what you're supposed to be doing, stop looking for him and believe you have the Holy Ghost in you because that's what he did. He put your soul in Christ. He put Christ in your soul. At the cross, he put you in Christ. Let me show it to you. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. When, when, when at the cross, when God raised Jesus from the dead, that's why you have to believe in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for your salvation because everything happened to you by Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And verse 17, just one verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the Bible said, uh, let's start at verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge that if one died, that's, that was Christ, he died for all. That's very important. Once he died for all, then we're all dead. All right, just like Adam, Adam, one man's sin brought all sin on all men. Just like when Christ died for our sins, he took the sin and death and judgment away from all men. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So we should live for him now. That's what he said. Wherefore, know we no man after the flesh. Why? Because Romans chapter 8, verse 8 said, you are not in the flesh. Verse 9 said, but you are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Christ dwells in you. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of him. That's Romans 8, 8 and 9. Because when God saved you, he saved you out of the flesh. The spirit comes into your body and seals you, just like a person does when they have a baby. The baby is sealed. Okay? All right. Wherefore, henceforth know ye no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet henceforth know we him no more. Nobody after the flesh no more. All right? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. That word creature means creation. So once God, now that happened for you already at the cross. If you don't receive it, that's up to you. This is what God did. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, once Christ died on the cross, he died for all men. At that time, he put you in Christ. So when Jesus says, destroy this temple, and in three days I was raised up. I started to tell you the first service, but I didn't. I'm going to tell you now. Destroy this temple in three days I was raised up. Who was the temple? Once again, write it down again. 1 Corinthians 3.16, you are the temple of God. If I can get the church to know who they are, 
you got to start taking notes. You just can't take for granted your note because every time I ask you, you don't say nothing. All right? After this, I'm going to show you two places who you are. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And watch this. He didn't leave none of this up to you to do. The new covenant is not something you did. The new covenant was done by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's not like the old covenant. The old covenant was done with man. That's why we got to have a new one. All right. Verse 18 said, All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us, Paul said, the ministry of reconciliation. And what reconciliation means to restore to its formal, formal state. That's what happened. Remember, the former state is Adam. So God put us back where we were before in Christ and the benefits we had in Christ when we were in Adam. All right, before Adam sinned, before Adam uh, disobeyed God through his wife Eve, that's how he did it. All right, but before that happened, he was in grace. He was righteous. He had a right to eat the tree of life, but he didn't do it. His wife ate of the tree of life and gave to him, and they both disobeyed God. And that's how we got in the mess we got in until Christ came. Adam got up in it, Christ got us out of it, yes? He ate of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. That's what he ate. That's why it takes the spirit of life, the gospel of Christ, to give you the wisdom of God, that's who Christ is, to give you the knowledge of God, that's who Christ is, his word is, and give you the understanding of the Holy Spirit. That's why you got it all back now in Christ. All right. Now, I see I'm going to take you somewhere. Where about? First Corinthians three sixteen. I do that to see how many people are listening. All right, I told you of the temple of God. I'm gonna give you two places to show you the temple. In, in when you were under my ministry, you need to be more paying attention, writing than, than trying to anything. Don't let nobody anybody say something. You, you got to listen. Be quiet. All right, because you're trying to hear. All right, don't let nothing mess with you from getting the word. First Corinthians. I know a lot of people say, "Well, I can get the tape." What if the tape don't come out? That has happened before. Now, we are, we, are, we are doing all we can do to make sure you're going to have CDs and all this stuff on, on, in there, but at the same time, okay? First Corinthians. I can have a little help from my friends. Just a little. All right. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 16. Let's read it together. Know ye not that you are what? You are the temple of God. Look at somebody and tell, don't you know who you are? Right. You are the temple of a living God. All right? And that the spirit of God dwells in you. See, you're the temple now. They don't have a place where the Holy Ghost come. The Holy Ghost in you. You're the house of God. That's what it means when it said, destroy this temple in three days I raise it up. Well, who did he raise up? <laughs> oh, boy. Let me show you one more. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. See, that's why the Bible keeps telling you you're risen with Christ. That's why I go over so many things. Because you can say, oh, I heard that. You heard it, but you did not get the knowledge of it and the understanding. And that's not going to come until you get your telephone, shut that TV off during the week, put your tapes on that you got today, and listen to them again and again and again until you learn the word. This is about your soul. 
so many people do not understand how healing comes. First of all, God has already healed you. That's already happened in Luke chapter 5. He's already forgiven you. Forgiving and healing is the same word. You got to know how I got here. If God took away the sin, he had to take away the sickness. If you go back to what God did, he took away the sickness. You'll believe God took away the sickness, but you don't want to believe he took away, the, took away the sin, but you don't believe he took away the sickness. It's the same thing. Write that down. We go to Luke chapter 5. I'll show it to you. All right. 1 Corinthians and verse 6, verse 19. Here we go. We'll put it on the screen. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God and you are not your own. So you got to understand. So you got to understand who you are. That's why I keep telling you, you got to write down notes. All right? All right. Uh, that's why in the storehouse, we have tablets, we got Bibles for you. So you don't have no excuse here. Pencil and paper and Bible. All right, so you don't have no excuse. You don't have to go nowhere. You don't have no money, we'll give you a Bible. All right. Now let's move on. Now, uh, I told you who you are. Did I give you another scripture we're going to? Luke chapter 5. Now let's go, let me show it to you. Anything before that? All right, Luke chapter 5. See, it's the same thing. Jesus explained it. Luke, Luke chapter 5. And verse number 1. Verse number 1. Luke chapter 5, verse number 1. And it came to pass, as the people pressed upon him to do one word. What was it? You got your Bible? I, I'm just see you got your Bible. People pressed upon him for one purpose. They came to hear the word. That is your mentality when you come in this house. You come to hear the word. All right? They pressed upon him to hear the word. Now, what I want to go down there and, and look at uh, what he did. Let's go to verse 12. And verse number 12, all right, there we go. And it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy. This man was full of leprosy, you got to understand something. Who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him saying, Lord, if you will. Now God is telling you he will. To that man, what God says to one, he says to all. He said, I will, but he already did it now. That's why you have to know his will. Uh, and new covenant is his will. It came to pass when there was a certain man in a certain city, a man fell down sick of the puzzle, who seeing pauses, said to Jesus, uh, and besought him, saying, If you will, thou can make me clean. Say, if you will, if you, you can make me clean. Amen. Now I want you to write down John chapter 13. And when he cleansed, he cleansed Peter, he said something. Peter said to him, not my head, not my head. He, he said something. That's what I want you to find me what he said. Because if I cleanse one part, I clean all. That's what I want you to hear. All right, verse number 13. 
he put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thy clean. What did he say? I will be thy clean. Now if he cleansed him, he cleansed him of sickness and sin, not just sin. So when I go to John chapter 13, he answered to Peter when Peter said, not, not my feet, Lord. We're going to get the answer. And he charged him to tell no man, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing. Three words. He cleansed him. Offer for your cleansing according to the Moses law for a testimony to them. But so much the more he went their fame abroad. Great multitude came to him to do what again? I need to hear you now. This is your time. He came to do what? To hear and, and be healed. Come on, come on, come on. Put a little pep to it. He came to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmity. So they came to hear and to be healed. So when you come to church, you don't know what's in your body. Like I said before, we visited a young lady and she told us, she said, Pastor Crump, the way I am right now, I was a normal person until I got to a certain age and now I'm in a wheelchair for life. You don't know what's in your body. See, what people do is they don't receive the word until they, oh, um, I got some. Listen, you could have some already. You need to receive the word for your life right now. All right? He came to hear. You come to hear and to be healed. You came to hear and to be healed of what? Of your form. You come to hear You came to hear and to be healed of what? Of the infirmity. All right. Now, if you, if you look at the next person, watch what he's going to say. The next he healed a paralegic, a person who was paralyzed. All right. And verse 17 said, it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees, doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea, Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord, watch this now, the power of the Lord was present to heal. How many in here can tell me what the power of the Lord was present to heal? If you don't know, don't guess. Don't just say something because it's not good to say something you don't know what we're talking about. All right, but I'll give you that. I'm going to put that down there. I'm not going to tell you what it is now because you'll be over looking for it. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, one day I'm going to minister on that. The power of the Lord was present to heal. Don't forget that word. I'm going to give you that one day. And behold, a man brought in a bed, which had taken with him palsy. And he besought the man to bring him in and lay him before him. Somebody say he had the power of the Lord was present to heal him. Said the, the, the presence of the Lord was the Lord was the power of the Lord was present to heal him. I'm going to go and give you the answer. He had faith to be healed. He had faith to be healed. And, and honey, you can find this for me. In the Apostle Paul ministry, my Peter James John ministry, when they saw the man at the gate called Beautiful, it says the man had faith to be healed. I think it, on his ministry or Paul's ministry, but one of them said it. And behold, men brought in a man, here this morning was taken into palsy. 
he sought the means to bring him in and lay him before him. And when they could not find what they were going to bring him in, they, they would bring him in, or the mother too, they went up on the rooftop and let him down through the tiling and his couch in the midst of Jesus, to get him down to Jesus. Watch what Jesus is going to say to him. When he saw what? Now, actual Christian, the power of God was present to heal him. See, I'm trying to show you. I wasn't going to tell you, but I got to show you because it's in this teaching. And the Bible says, they put the man down before Jesus, and when he saw what? What did Jesus see? If God's going to heal you, what is he looking for? He's looking for your faith. He's not looking for all this other stuff you're trying to give him. He's looking for your faith. He said he saw he saw their faith. He said to them, man, thy sins be forgiven you. Well, the man had a palsy. You think Jesus made a mistake? The man had palsy. Jesus said, thy sins be forgiven you. Now, watch what he's going to tell him. So they believed that, Lord, you made a mistake. He didn't have sins. He had sickness. See, the same person who do not believe that God has forgiven their sin don't believe God has forgiven their sickness. It's the same word. When you receive forgiveness of sin, you, you receive forgiveness of sickness. Sin and sickness is in the same batch. Watch what he's going to say. And he saw their faith. He said to him, man, remember, he saw their faith, the guys who brought him. Man, he said to the man, your sin, your, your sin be forgiven you. Watch this. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemous? Who can forgive sin but God alone? Watch this. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said, Here's your answer. What reason ye among his heart? What is easier? What is whether it, which one is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say rise up and walk? It's the same thing. When God forgave your sins, he forgave your sickness at the same time. I already got one clap, just one. Give me one. But that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, I said you arise, take up your couch and go in your house. It's no difference. If you, can, if you believe God, say, I believe God. I believe God. See, I have, I have received the forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness. See, I taught that. You need to go back and listen to it again. If you have received the forgiveness of sin, you have received the forgiveness of sin. You have received forgiveness. That's take care of sin and sickness. Let, let, let me show you something. Let's go, to Matt, let's go to Matthew chapter number eight. I'm on my way to my message. Sealed with the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter number eight. I'm going to take the next 30 minutes in, in my message. I'm giving you some salad. And, you, know, you know, a lot of folks don't like eating no salad before they eat the main course. That's why they eat so much food. You need a salad. All right. Somebody says salad. All right. All right. Matthew chapter eight and verse 14. Are you there? Watch what he says. And when Jesus was come into the Peter's house, he saw his wife, mother, laid and sick of a fever. He touched her hand, touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto him. 
while the eve was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. He cast out the spirits with his word, and here we go, and healed all that were sick. Now, that's what you ought to mark in your Bible. He healed all that were sick. See, what we do is we read God's word, and we think it's temporary. So when God healed all that were sick, he's telling you what he did. He's not talking about at that town at that time. God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He healed all that were sick, not just then. He's talking about eternity. God's word never stops. He healed. Somebody say healed. healed. All that was sick. That say, I'm included. I'm included. Why did he do that? That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Elijah, uh, Elijah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities. See, he's fulfilling scriptures. He's not just doing one thing. He is fulfilling scriptures. Isaiah says, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. When Jesus came, that's what he did. Took all the sicknesses and bear all the infirmity, including mine. If he forgave my sins, all our sins, he had to take away all our sicknesses. Because sicknesses is evidence of sin. When Adam ate of the tree of neither good and evil, what came first? Let's see how well you know your Bible. Thank you, ma'am. It's not hard. When Adam disobeyed God by eating of the tree of knowledge, he Sin entered to the world. That's Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 says sin entered to the world, and then he said, and death by sin. How you get death? Sickness. So if God, God fulfilled the law, he stops all of it. Because you didn't have it until Adam broke the law. So when Jesus came and fulfilled all scriptures, he fulfilled the law. And now there's no more sin in the new covenant. See, the key is you got to come to a place you believe God. I know you say you do, but there's no more sin in the new covenant. Then in the new covenant, I'm talking about for the believer, because God took you out of the flesh. Romans 8 and 8, you're not in the flesh anymore. That's what's saying it. He puts you in the spirit. What spirit? Holy Spirit. There's no sin in the Holy Spirit. There's no death in the Holy Spirit. There's no sickness in the Holy Spirit. You got to start meditating on the Word of God. You got to meditate on the Word of God. When you meditate on the Word of God, you got time for God to talk to you. When you praying, you talking to God, but you need to, hey, I prayed, I already prayed. Now I need to lay back and meditate on what I pray so God can talk to me. Because when God talks to you, he does not ask questions, he gives answers. Let him talk to you. Look at somebody and say, let him talk to you. All right, he's already took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Give him a great big hand. See, the Bible said that it might be fulfilled. How many know what the word fulfilled means? Put it into. He put it in the sickness. He put it in the diseases. So you're going to have to get in on it. You know, I was one time, I mean, you don't know. I was hurting so bad. Left leg, right leg, back, everything else. And I, I, I went to God. Sometime I, I, I felt like, Lord, are you really hearing me? Because I've been telling you, telling you about this situation in my body for a long time. So I'm thinking God hadn't healed me. But I wouldn't dare to say it. Because his words say he took my sickness and bath. I'm on that word. And one day God said to me, I, I changed my prayer. I said, Lord, will you give me wisdom to understand your word? 
because I already believe you heal me. I just don't know what a, I, I just don't know how to receive it. See, I put the blame on me where it was. And I said, Lord, I just don't know how to receive it. I'm not understanding your word. He said, sleep on your back from now on, will you, Earl? God's my witness. As long as, as since I've been sleeping on my back, I haven't had no pain in my left or right hip. Now, I could have told God, I could have said, God, you have not healed me. But it was not God hadn't done it. I just messed it up. Because once I went through that situation, I stopped sleeping on my side. Once I stopped sleeping on my side, my, my hip started hurting. And I just thought that something else was wrong. Wasn't nothing wrong. I needed some counsel from the Lord. I needed to hear, I needed to get some wisdom from God. And when the Lord gave me what I needed, from that day I come in here and preached it. All right. He didn't just get, he didn't just get me. There's another, my brother right there, Brother Manny. Stand up, stand up, Brother Manny. Brother Manny, same way. You, both of us came here at that same time, didn't we? Both of us couldn't even, couldn't do nothing with it. I'm not going to have him come over here because if they come up here, we both be like this. Every time he'd meet me, he'd do this. <laughs> Love you, man. But God showed me. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you first start sleeping on your back, it's not easy. Because you, it's hard. You need to learn. You get some wisdom. Lay on your butt up to your back, up to your neck first. Put your legs up. Don't try to, you ain't ready to lay on your back and stretch out. You ain't ready for that. Because you stretch them legs out, you go, oh my God. Stretch your legs out, learn. Once your body adjusts from back to neck, then you'll be able to let your leg down. I'm giving you some wisdom, okay, to help you out. All I can do is, give you, all I can do is tell you how, how God doing it to me. All right. All right, my wife would tell you, I'm not lying. I would get up at night, she'd look at me saying, she'd shake her head. I was like this. All right. Hallelujah. Somebody says seal with the Holy Ghost. Not, not feel, but seal. S-E-A-L-E-D. Now let me give you a definition for the word seal. This morning we start. I got I to finish today. The word seal, number one word seal is ownership. Number two, I'm telling you because I did it this morning, so I'm going to move real fast today, okay? Number one word is ownership. Number two is identification. Number three is security. Now, this is what happened when God gave you the Holy Ghost. See, we, we've been sealed with the Holy Ghost. It wasn't this way in other times. There's other times people were sealed differently. So you got to understand how you were sealed, all right? So it's uh, authentication. So that's why when you buy something in for the jersey, people will say, is it authentic? That word authentic, it has the definition of, of authentication, which is Proof that something is real, genuine, and true. All right? That's authentic. All right? Now, I gave it 2 Timothy this morning, 219. The Lord knoweth them that are here. Everyone that has this, let's go to it. 2 Timothy 219, and then I'm, I'm off to the races. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. That gave me 21 minutes to get my message to you. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And verse number 19. Today we start our youth ministry on the other side, all of our children 
uh, over there. So you're going to have to go get your children. Don't wait for them to come back. When, when it's over here, go and get your children. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. We're going to put that up, and then we're going to talk about it. Here we go. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are healed. Now, how do God know who you are? Because you have the Holy Spirit. That's Romans chapter 8, verse 8 and 9. You're not in the flesh, but you're in the Spirit. And because you're in the Spirit, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of healed. Now, that's Romans chapter 8, verse 8 and 9. You got to have the Holy Spirit. You can't not get the Holy Spirit by water baptism. I gave it up this morning. That was how the Jews got theirs in uh, Acts 3, 238. That's what most people quote, Acts 238. They had to repent, be baptized. That's not what Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. Why? Because now you're in grace. You're in a different dispensation. If you read Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1 through 6, you'll find out that verse 6 told you how you got everything. We'll go there next, told you how you got everything. We go to Ephesians chapter 3, 1 through 6 next. All right, uh, in verse 19, 2 Timothy 2, 19, nevertheless the foundation of God standing sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are healed. That's what the seal for, the Holy Ghost. Let everyone that name the name of Christ Depart from iniquity. Now, the key is, if you got the seal, you got to watch the way you live now. That's the problem. When people get the seal, then they want to still do what they want to do. You can't no more. Every angel, every angel know who you are. Okay? So you can't get away. All right. Now, let's go to what verse I told you? Ephesians 3, 1 through 6. I asked you to see, did you hear what I said? I'm going to always do that. I am a teacher. You are on their teacher. I never forget when I was in high school, I was not smart at all in high school. I wasn't. I'm just not lying. On A's I made with absent. God is my witness. So I would not, I'm talking about high school. Now in college, I was, college I was a totally different guy. You know, because this girl was sitting in front of me in high school. And I was done. All right. So let's go to the, the verse I said. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 3, right? All right. And verse 1 through 6. Here we go. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, going to come to you, my sister. Ephesians chapter 3. It says, for this cause, I, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. If you heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me for you. So God gave Paul the dispensation of grace for us which is given to me, Paul said, for you. How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I wrote a full and few words. You got to understand the word mystery. The word mystery it means trinity. If you don't know the trinity of a verse, you do not know the verse. There's the wisdom of a verse. There's the knowledge of a verse. There's the understanding of a verse. You got to understand there's a 36 and 100 fold. If you don't have that, you don't have the mystery. All right. That's why God had to give it to the apostle Paul. All right, he says in verse number three, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I wrote a four and few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. All right, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of man and is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, by the Holy Ghost, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. Somebody say, I'm a fellow heir. And of the same body, 
I'm a partaker of the Holy Ghost in Christ by the gospel. All right, so he told you how you got, to, got the Holy Spirit. You're a partaker of the Holy Spirit, partaker of his promise, the Holy Spirit, by the gospel. That's the same thing Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. So what happened if you go into a church that's not preaching you the gospel of Christ? See, what we think is other gospels are the same one. No, you had the gospel of the kingdom in the days of Jesus Christ. You go back and read Matthew 4, 23. He came, let's show it to you. The gospel of the kingdom. See, you have different gospels. The gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ, Matthew uh, chapter number three. We're going to look at verse number 20. Matthew chapter 4, I'm sorry, verse 23. Matthew 4, I said 3, forgive me. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, watch this, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. What gospel? The gospel of the kingdom. And healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases among the people. All right? Now, watch this. When people ask, when, would the, when did the Lord return? He returned when the gospel of the kingdom ended. Let me show you a verse. I'm going to show you two verses. Uh, let's go to the gospel of Mark chapter 16. That's not what I want. Luke 16. And then I want to show you the gospel of Matthew chapter 24. Luke chapter 16, just want to show you one verse. So you have to know what dispensates you in and what dispensation is over. So I'm going to show you Luke 16, 16, and then I'm going to go over to Matthew 24. Let me find both of them. I got to bag up to Matthew and show you because people still think the Lord is coming. You're in a different dispensation. And you know why he came to Israel? Because every eye had to see him. And their covenant was Jesus. God, their salvation was Jesus. Your salvation is Christ. So you're going to have to see. That's why I say he that named the name of Christ. See? You're the body of Christ. All right? Now, let's show you the difference in the ceiling. Luke's. We're going to show you Luke 16, 16. Are you there yet? The Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 16, verse 16. Read it with me. The law and the prophets were unto what? In John. Well, see, you can't still fulfill law and prophets now. That's over. See, all the law, that's why Jesus came to fulfill the Scripture, right? So, and the law and the prophet were unto what? John. So, when John came, the, the law and the prophet ended. Because you know why? The gospel of the kingdom began. Got it? Said the law and the, law and the prophet ended? The the prophet. And the gospel of the kingdom began. Kingdom. See, Jesus preached what? The gospel of the kingdom. All right, now what did Paul preach? The gospel of Christ or the gospel of grace. When did the gospel of the kingdom end? When God brought on Paul. You can't, see, Paul 
finish the gospel of the kingdom. I'm going to show you that in, in Acts 24, 24. Paul finished the gospel of the kingdom. He's the last person to preach it. But watch what God is going to say in these chapters when they show you. God, I got to get to my message. Uh, Luke 16 and 16. The Lord and the prophet went to John since that time. The kingdom of God is preached. Do you understand? The Lord and the prophet ended. The kingdom of God began. Jesus came beginning the gospel of the kingdom. That's all he preached to Israel. It's the gospel of the kingdom. He didn't preach the gospel of the kingdom to Gentiles. The gospel of the kingdom was preached to Jews. There is no more preaching of the gospel of the kingdom. Although people are still trying to preach the gospel of the kingdom, there is no more. You are under the dispensation of grace now. Romans 6, 14. See, y'all should be writing stuff down. So when I ask you, don't be arbor like the three Cosby boys, arbor. The Lord and the prophet were unto John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man pressed into it. All right, now let's go to Matthew chapter 24. Watch what it says. Matthew 24 and 13 and 14. Matthew 24, 13 and 14. What did I tell you I'm going next? Acts 24, Acts chapter 24, you're right. Acts chapter 20, I'm sorry, 24. Acts chapter 20, I'm sorry. Are you there? Maybe somewhere around verse 24, but I should have said Acts 20. Are you there? We are in Matthew 24 and 13 and 14. The Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 24, and verse 13 and verse 14. Watch what Jesus did. But he that, this is Jesus talking, he that endured to the end. Now they asked him when the end was coming. In Matthew 20, I mean 2,000 years ago. You know people still think Jesus hadn't come yet. Do you know what you are saying? God didn't keep his word. Oh no, I didn't mean that, Pastor. He's still coming. 2,000 years ago, do you know God says, the Holy Ghost said, he come quickly? Do you understand what you're saying? God said he come quickly, the last thing in the Bible. And yet people said, oh no, he didn't come yet. He, uh, we, we, but we're in the last day. You see what happened over there in earthquakes and tornadoes. See, you don't believe God. You don't believe God. Watch this. Matthew chapter 24 and verse number uh, 13 said, but he that shall endure to the end. Now, who is he talking to? The people he was talking to, they had to endure to the end. You don't think the end has come yet? And verse number 14, and this gospel, here's another clue. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. You know what they do? They think the world is America. When Jesus said this, there was no America. You've been watching guests who's coming to America. All right, let's move on. But I'm going to teach one day on the world. I'm going to show you Israel is the world. See, you don't know the world. Israel is the world. That's why you said God so loved the world. He's talking about Israel. See, you got to know you don't know this book. You should not be messed with this. 
And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, all Israel, for witness. Why? Come on, talk to me. Why, why it had to be preached? Let me read it again, some of y'all somewhere else. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The gospel is preached for what reason? For a witness. All right, hold your Bible there. Uh, let's go to Acts chapter 20, and I'm also going to look at Acts chapter 22. And then you want to write down Matthew chapter number 1023. I think that's what I want. While you're in Matthew, stay right there. Matthew 1023. Let's do that and get that out of the way. Let's show you all the world. Matthew chapter 10, verse 22 and 23. Jesus chose his 12 disciples. See, that's what happened. We get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then Jesus said, go into all the world, and we think he's talking about Florida. He's talking about all Israel. As a matter of fact, you read Matthew at the last chapter, Mark, the last chapter, that's what he told him. Go therefore in all the world. And you know folks today still trying to go into all the world? They don't even know what the world is. Matthew chapter number 10 and verse uh, 22. Start there. 22. And you shall be hated. Who's he talking about? The people he just got. He sent them into all the world. His 12 disciples. Tell them to take nothing with them. And you shall be hated of all, for, you shall be hated of all men for my name sake and there's an S on the name because they were Jews but he that endured to the end shall be saved but when the when they persecute you in this city who's he talking to his 12 disciples flee to another verily I say to you you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel not the whole planet that's the world you shall not have gone over the old world till the son of man become. He's talking about Israel. They had 12 nations. The Old Testament is about Israel. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth. That's Israel. That's Jerusalem and, and the world which is Israel. So you, you, got to, you can't be teaching this if you don't know the Bible. Alright. Now where I supposed to go next? That's all you have to do is just write down where I got to go. Huh? Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. I said something before that? Acts chapter 20. See, Paul's the last somebody preached this. Watch this. Acts chapter number 20. And let's start reading verse 24. Like I just said, that was good. They had just prophesied to Paul that, that he's going to be killed. Watch what Paul's going to say. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear to myself that I may what? Finish my course. And the ministry which the Lord was I received past tent of the Lord. What was his ministry? To testify the gospel of the grace of God. That was his ministry. Why was it given to Paul? Because he's getting ready to end the gospel of the kingdom. Listen to him real good. And now behold, I know 
You all whom I have gone preaching, watch this, what I've already gone preaching. Come on, where y'all at on there? What? Do anybody see what's on that screen? Okay, let me wait till something goes on the screen. That's, maybe that's what this. All right, verse 24. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. What was his ministry? To testify the gospel, the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that you are among whom I have. I have done what? I've gone preaching what? The kingdom of God. I'm done preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I'm getting ready to preach the gospel of grace. That's why he was locked up. The letters that he sent to the people came from prison. You have to know, what, you have to know the word. All right. So he said, I have gone preaching. You're not going to see me no more. You're the last man that preached the gospel of grace. All right. All right. Anything. What I got out there? Acts what? Acts chapter 22. I didn't say anything. I'm going to give you Paul ministry. Acts chapter 26. Chapter 22. Uh, watch what God's going to say to Paul. And verse number 14. We'll start there. Acts 22. This is the same thing as in Acts chapter 9. Is in Acts chapter 22. Acts 22, 14. I'm sorry. See, that's why he was the witness. The gospel of the kingdom was also a witness. If you don't know this, when you get in the book of Revelation, you don't know who the two witnesses are. Whew, Jesus. I got to walk it off. Because some of y'all didn't hear got that. Maybe one man. I know one man got it. My son, Timothy. I'm giving you the two witnesses of the book of Revelation. See, people think two witnesses of the book of Revelation are... Uh, let me move on. Here we go. Acts twenty-two fourteen, And he said, the God of our Father has chosen you, Paul, that you should know his will, and you're going to see that just one, and you shall hear the voice of his mouth, and you shall be his... So we know who one of the men that was in the streets of Jerusalem that were dead. And when the Lord called... They rose from the dead, been laying there for four days. One of the witnesses right here. And thou shalt be his witness unto all men what thou hast seen and heard. Whew, that's an awesome thing. Now rise. Watch, watch when Paul said he was deceived. Let me move on. Don't bother that. All right. Now let's go to three things I need to get covered. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. I may seem like I'm, I waste a lot of time, but I really don't. When I run into a place where I see you don't know, then I stop there and minister. If it wastes a lot of time, but I just can't just pass over and know you didn't know what I was talking about. That's not fair to you. My voice needs to be turned down just a little bit. All right, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number... 13, just going to do one verse. Are you there? Here we go. For this cause also thank we God also without ceasing. When you receive the word of God, now that's not what I want. I want 2 Thessalonians. That sounds so good. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. 
Now, verse 13 said, we are bound to give thanks to God always, always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. Why? Because God, here we go, from the beginning. Now, when God said from the beginning, he's talking about before Adam. God No, that's okay. I just have to bear with it. But we are sure, we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation. Now, he's not talking to Gentiles now. He's talking about to Israel. I, I read that in Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to read one, one verse to show it to you. But he chose, they were chosen. God chose Israel. They, they were chosen by grace. He chose them under salvation, watch this, through sanctification of the Spirit. So what happened when God gave you the Holy Ghost? Let me see, let me see how many people got that. When God gave you the Holy Ghost, what did he do? He sanctified you. So you don't have to act sanctimoniously. God sanctified you with the Holy Spirit. Not in what you wear and don't wear, although you should do all things decent and order. Understand? But you're not sanctified because of what you wear and don't wear. Okay? All right. Well, let me read it again. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brother and beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation. He's talking about Israel. Through sanctification of the Spirit, watch this, and belief of the truth. So they could not get saved until Paul preached. Why? Because only Paul preached the truth. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse number 30, unto those that believed on him, if you continue my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, you got to understand, that wasn't until Paul came. You didn't get truth until Paul came. Your gospel is called the word of truth. What is it? The word. the word of truth. Why? Because you can't get free without the truth. You can't get delivered until you know the truth. The Holy Ghost himself is called the spirit of truth. The word you are taught is the word of truth. You can't get the spirit of truth if you don't preach the word of truth. How many understand this? You got to preach the word of truth to get the spirit of truth. If you understand that, you won't be ripping and running to all these places just messing up yourself. Don't you realize when you leave grace and go somewhere else, you start over? You lose what you already have. Go back and read them some. I, maybe I'll find it one day. That's what the Bible said. Once you go eat of another man's table, you lose your sweet word. Find that for me. You lose your sweet word. Once you go eat of another man's table, other than the gospel grace, you lose your sweet work. You lose what you have. The Bible says you vomit up your sweet words. I didn't want to use that term, but that's what happened. You, that's why you see so many people in churches, they don't know what they're supposed to be at. They, and I'm not saying if you came here to, to wish you with us. I'm not talking. I'm talking about you got you to find the tree of life. Go to it, Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 8. You got to find the tree of life. Every man in the pulpit is not a tree of life. The tree of life is sitting right here. 
You got to find the man of God who has the tree of life in him. And when you find the tree of life, you got to make sure you eat of that word because it's life. Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23 and 6. Some of y'all mark in your Bible. I'm telling you, when the Spirit of God is speaking, man, I had no idea about no Proverbs 23. Watch what it tell you. Are you there yet? Hmm. Let me ask you a question. Are you there yet? Yes. Okay, if you're not there in your note, leaf look up on the screen. Eat thou, eat thou not the bread of him that has an evil eye. That word eye is heart. Now here's a man got cigarettes on his desk and you sitting in that church and you wonder why you're sick. It doesn't take much. Even the preacher's sick. Spiritually. Eat thou not the bread of him that has the evil eye. And if I didn't mention, the pastor got a girlfriend. Don't you know that? Why are you in that church? I mean, you hear people say all kinds of stuff about their past. Yeah, I know, but I've been here so long, you're going to die in there. I know right now, you're going to die. Several years. Might as well tell you. That's why the hurts keep on rising. Neither desire thy his dainty meats. Why would it say for, for eat thou not the bread of him that has an evil eye, evil heart, neither desire thou his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, it's very important, so is he. Eat and drink, says he, but his heart is not with you. The morsel of meat which thou hast eaten, shall thou vomit up, and you're going to lose your sweet words. All that stuff you got over there, door of faith. Now, I want to read that same thing out of NLT before I let you go. We got youth ministry today, so we don't have our over in the, in, in, in the other side fellowship today. No coffee and donuts today, okay, on full Sunday. Okay, next week. All right, Proverbs 23. Now, them kids, they're eating good. <laughs> Woo. All right, Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 6. I'm reading out the NLT back there. Verse 26, 6, 7, 8, 9. That's what I want to read. Watch what it said. Come to your camera, young lady. 23 and verse 9. He said, don't eat with people who are stingy. Wait a minute. Did I say that in your Bible? Some of y'all going today, going to dinner today. Don't eat. Now he's not talking about that. He's talking about going to a church. Don't eat with people who are stingy. Don't desire their delicacies. They are always thinking about how much it costs. I mean, how many y'all going out to dinner today? <laughs> Watch what they said. They said, eat and drink, they say, but they don't mean it. <laughs> you will throw up what little you eating, and your complaints or compliments, 
Your compliments will be wasted. Don't waste your breath on fools for they will despise the wisest advice. So you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't do that. When a person don't want the word, move on. Don't eat with fools. Don't eat with stingy pastors. Because that's what he's talking about. When a person do not have the word, how are he going to help you? If he can't live by the word, how can he have the word for you? My time is up. I thank you for yours. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.